Hey, cool girls. Welcome back to episode four. This week, we are going to be talking about communication and why it is so important to have healthy communication in your relationships. Really excited to get into this topic. But before we do, we will get into our recs for the week. Jordan, do you want to go first? Yeah. So my rec for this week is Scout Sobel's May Mental Health Challenge. So Scout is the other half of the OKSIS podcast, which Maddie and I both listen to. Check it out. Um, But she's actually doing a May mental health challenge. It's a email that she sends out every single day in the month of May. And it kind of gives you like something to do for five to 10 minutes of your day that can help with your overall like mental well-being. So I signed up for this and I'm actually really liking it. It's never anything super like strenuous or time consuming. It's never something that costs money. It's just like sit down or, you know, meditate for five minutes or go for a walk for five minutes or anything like that, which I think is just helpful to get in your inbox every day. So I'm really enjoying it. And if you want to check it out, you can follow her on Instagram and subscribe to the newsletter. Amazing. I need to do this. I I really like it. Need. I feel like I need that reminder. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's and it kind of ties into our last episode on productivity, like just taking time for yourself. Yeah. Make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter because all of our recs for the week are linked in the newsletter. So you can see our recs for the week that we talk about on the podcast, but also we have other recs. So we give five recs for the week. So just letting you know, make sure you're subscribed. So my rec for the week is kind of tied into this topic on communication too. And it is the we're not really strangers card game. So (laughs) I talk about this Instagram account. It's an Instagram account called we're not really strangers and I think initially it started just she's the person who started it wanted to like help people build connections and like meaningful connections. So when you meet someone like deep questions to ask and like just interesting, insightful kind of conversation starters, I would say. So she has this card game and I bought it because I'm kind of a sucker for this kind of thing. Like it's (laughs) it's this card game and it helps you build connections with someone and and it could literally you could play it with a stranger I bought it to play with my uh, boyfriend basically the card game has three different I guess levels and one is to kind of get to know the person the second is to kind of ask deeper questions and then the third is to reflect on the game and like the questions you've asked and like how it's helped you get to know them better so I think it's really good just in general if you want to build a connection with someone a deeper connection. So I got this card game and I actually kind of have a funny story about it. Um, I got it over kind of like Christmas time. So my boyfriend Joe and I were going, we're both from Michigan. So we were going home for like a month. And so I ordered it and sent it home and like we played it while we were at my house and it was just, it was nice. And it definitely, I feel like we had deeper conversation and it was good. Um, And it's funny because, so you get to the last question and I, And there's like a notepad and a pencil in the game. And the last question, or it's not a question. The last thing that you have to do in the game is to write a note to the person you're playing with. So I don't even know what I wrote. Like it was something cute, whatever. And then Joe was like taking forever to like write whatever he was writing. And I couldn't see. And he was drawing a picture (laughs) it was like it was such a joke and I was like okay really we just had this really good game and like this really good conversation and you just ended on a joke it was like a scary drawing like I think he was trying to draw me it was a me and it looked like a five-year-old drew it like it was actually kind of scary I was like this is kind of rude but whatever we kind of laughed about it 
And so I kept the photo, or the photo, oh my god, no, the terrible drawing. The I kept, <laughs> I kept the sketch, and so I put it in the box, and we were flying home in a few days, so I put it in my suitcase, and of course, we're going through TSA, and they <laughs> stop my bag from going through and have to check it, which I don't know why it happens kind of often, but whatever. So they're checking my bag and they're going through all my stuff and she pulls out this card game and it's like this big red box. And so she decides to open it. First of all, she opens it and everything comes out. The cards go everywhere. And I'm like, seriously? And then she picks up the she picks up the drawing and she opened like because it was folded and she opens it and she kind of just gave me the dirtiest look like what the hell is this and I was like oh my god like no one else was ever supposed to see this and she's just going through my stuff and yeah so she had to put all the cards back in the box and Joe's drawing was on display for her to see it was um, a little embarrassing, but... I think you should post it on the Cool Girl News Instagram. I'm so mad because I was, like, looking in the box because I wanted to show you it, and I think I threw it away. Like, Damn I'm it. so mad I should have kept it, but, Ugh. yeah, I should have posted on the Instagram that been so everyone could see. I'll try and find it. Maybe I put it somewhere else. I don't know, but, yeah, that's my story with that game. But aside from that traumatizing TSA situation... I think it's a really good game. They also have a lot of other products. They have like this self-reflection kit where you can just, I don't know, reflect on your relationship with yourself and just kind of get to know yourself better. So I think it's good for communication with other people, but also insightful questions to like get to know yourself better. That's that's my rec for the week. Nice. Okay, guys. Well, we will get into today's episode on communication. Thanks for listening. talking about communication and relationships. I actually posted a journal entry a few weeks ago in the newsletter. So I would, I do like blog posts, journal entries, whatnot. And this was a journal entry and I labeled it as that because it's just kind of random thoughts. Do you follow We're Not Really Strangers? (laughs) I talk about them all the time and like they, I mean, it's really just an account that like helps you one, communicate better and like actually think about questions that you should talk to yourself about. And I think they're just really all about like having healthy relationships. So they posted this tweet thread and it was called nine signs of a healthy relationship. So I kind of wanted to go through these and we can kind of just, I don't know, first impressions on what we think about these, these signs of healthy relationships. The first one is their feelings for you are clear and there's nothing to decode or Google. I think this like goes to communication because having to like always wonder how someone's feeling about you, I think is kind of, it just strains the relationship and it like creates problems that aren't there. Like you kind of create these problems in your head. The second one is you love the reality of the relationship, not just its potential. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. If you have to fantasize about your future with someone instead of like the reality, that's probably a a red flag. Red flag. (laughs) The third one is conflict feels constructive, not destructive. I think that, you know, once you get into a relationship, 
maybe more long-term, like you kind of realize once you're having these conversations, like mature conversations that are constructive rather than like fighting over things and not Yeah, like fighting to fight kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. The fourth one is the relationship doesn't require a specific set of circumstances to feel good. So That's interesting. Yeah. I wrote, this is such a good point, the feeling of needing everything to go right just to have a good day. Like that's also a red flag. It's like, Things happen and like the way you handle uncertainty and conflict in a relationship speaks volumes to the strength of it. The fifth one is you don't have to hide your needs to keep the peace. And I liked this one too because I wrote like the feeling of walking on eggshells around someone because you don't want to disrupt the peace of the relationship. Like you feel like you can't say certain things or whatever. Like I think that it's just exhausting. The sixth one is your growth is celebrated not criticized obviously yeah i feel like this is like the easiest one that anyone should agree with like never be with someone who can't celebrate your wins like that is such a, a horrible thing and if you find someone that can celebrate your wins and like lifts you up and like you know is happy for you when you're doing great things then that's really important for sure the seventh one is you love who you are when you are with them And I think this one is good, too, because it's like if you can truly be yourself around them and you don't need to continuously try to impress them or keep their attention or change them, I think that is healthy, obviously. Um, So I think that's a really good one. And then the eighth one is they make you feel loved even when you don't feel lovable. Sometimes we have days, you know, everyone's got days. (laughs) We all have days. And then the ninth one is you're reading this and a particular person comes to mind, (laughs) which probably. (laughs) So I, I posted this and I really liked it. Honestly, I like all of the things they post because it just really makes you think, you know, a little deeper about your relationships or about your relationship with yourself even. So I posted this and then on Instagram, the day after I, you know, posted a question and I was like asking everyone who follows Cool Girl News on Instagram, what makes a healthy relationship? Like, obviously, all of these things are really important. But when it comes down to it, what's the most important thing? And literally everyone that's the most responses I've ever gotten on a question I posed. I think everyone's very passionate about this. And everyone said communication, like communication is the most important thing for a healthy relationship, which I completely agree. And the reason that I think it's the most important is because, well, first of all, it builds trust. So if you have that communication, you, you know, are able to trust the person that you're with. And it also allows you to enjoy the relationship without, you know, the guesswork of trying to read your partner or figure out what's wrong which honestly can just lead to making problems worse in your head. I, I feel like, I mean, I've struggled with that, like just trying to guess what's wrong and like not asking and just kind of <laughs> making these scenarios in my head that obviously make it so much worse. Like, why do we need to put ourselves through that? It's just, it's not worth it. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I also struggle with that a lot, like overthinking things and overanalyzing what's going on like in my partner's head and there's no need for that. Like it, it definitely makes things worse than they likely are. Yeah, always. Would you say communication is the most important part of a relationship, I guess? I'll ask that first. <laughs> what if I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, I think it is. I think anyone should be like comfortable to talk with their partner. And if you're not, like that's 
again, red flag, not a good sign. And I think it also goes along with like friendships too. So like we talk a lot about our relationships, but also like that could mean your relationship with your best friend or with your family, whatever that might be in general communication is obviously super important and if you cannot like read someone's mind and they can't read yours so stop acting like the whatever subtle cues you're putting off are getting through because a lot of the times they're not you know and whether you're receiving like maybe subtle cues from like your partner or you're the one giving them either way it's super unhealthy and it doesn't lead to any sort of growth so i think like in my relationships that i've had the successful ones have always included like open communication and being really honest with someone and i don't think that needs to mean like opening up a can of worms whenever you feel like it cuz obviously that's not the way to go about things, but having an appropriate conversation at the appropriate time. And I think that's different for everyone. So obviously any relationship you have might be a little different in how you communicate, but finding the right balance and and really like putting in the effort, I think is something that's totally like understated about communication is it's not going to come naturally ever. Like, no, it's work. Yeah, it's, it is. It's work. And it's like recognizing the situation you're in and working to like think through the best way to, to talk to someone about something. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the reason a lot of people struggle with communication is because it's easier to just say I'm fine when they ask what's wrong rather than just having a conversation. Literally like (laughs) I'm fine. Stop, stop with the I'm fine and like silent treatment. Like it's. It's, we gotta do the, we gotta have the hard conversations that I think that's why many people struggle because it's like, how do you get into this conversation? Or like, if there's something you're needing that they're not giving to you, like, how do you go about telling them? And I think that's another reason it's so hard. Like, there's obviously two people in the relationship. Both of these people have different needs, have different styles of communication, and it takes work, like you just mentioned. So, it's it's not something that is just going to happen, you know, overnight. It's no, something it's, it's not natural, for sure. I think anyone who thinks it it should come easily, it that's not the case because when things get hard, it's never going to be easy to have those conversations. And I think like it's a misconception that it should just flow naturally with the right person. Like no, there are plenty of people who are in happy relationships or have been married for 50, 60 years. That's not something that just happened overnight through a glance. Like, no, like it takes hard work and it takes recognition. I think like something that I struggle with and like a lot of my relationships where I need to communicate is opening up a conversation when I'm not in the mood. And like, this is an issue for me because I completely like, if I'm in the mood to communicate with someone, I do it. And like, you know, anyone who knows me knows like I'm a pretty forward person and like, if I want to talk to you about something, we're going to talk about it. But I'm totally, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> That's the word. Um, I'm totally hypocritical because when like Caleb wants to have a conversation with me, sometimes if I'm not in the mood or if I'm like kind of working and I just don't really feel like chatting, there are times when it's, you know, okay to say, hey, can we talk about this later? But sometimes there aren't those situations and you need to turn around and sit down and have those conversations even though you're not necessarily in the mood to do that so I think like yeah I'm I'm totally hypocritical when it comes to this because if I'm in the mood I want Caleb to sit down and and talk to me or if I'm in the mood to talk to like my brothers or like my family my friends like 
I will call them and I want them to answer. Sometimes if they call me and I'm not in the mood, I might just not answer. And that's annoying. Mm-hmm. No, I that's like definitely one of my issues too. And like, I think it's a good tip for someone, you know, trying to better their communication. It's like, if you want someone to communicate with you, like you need to be open to communicating with them when they want it to. And I think, yeah, it's... Like you can, you can prepare in your head. Like if you want to have like a, like a real conversation, like you can prepare things in your head and you're ready to go. But then when someone wants to come at you, you know, with something and you don't, you know, you don't really have it prepared. This is like the way you say this is so triggering though, because I like Caleb and I do that in the sense that like, we know each other well enough at this point in our relationship. We've been together for like five years now. We've had plenty of arguments, disagreements, spats, like all of the above. And like, we know when the other one's coming, you know what I mean? Like we know when we're about to have a conversation. And so like him and I will like prepare our arguments straight up. (laughs) Like we, the way that we argue sometimes is so like someone's about to get lawyered. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not always like, when you see in movies or whatever and it's a back and forth like conversation no sometimes ours will be like no let me finish my point here like see these things that I need to point out right now it's almost like a structured argument in a way but I don't know sometimes it it doesn't feel I guess right if that makes sense yeah how do they end (laughs) does it ever end badly I don't think so. I think Caleb and I, like, we had plenty of, like, arguments that ended badly when, like, we were young and when we were in college and, you know, when you're out drinking and then you have an argument, it's always going to blow you're up. Drunk. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Best I was piece the of worst. advice. Do not start an argument when you are intoxicated. It is. I mean, it's so hard not to. It's so hard not I to. I mean, I don't do it anymore, but in college, oh, my God. Joe... I'm surprised he didn't break up with me. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But literally, why do we do that? Like, we're drunk and all of these thoughts just come to our head. You have have liquid courage. You're out. You're at a bar. You're just thinking about that one thing that pissed you off a week ago. (laughs) So you have to bring it up again. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we, we had some nasty arguments in college. We don't really anymore... Mostly because we don't argue when we drink and our communication style has gotten so much better over time because we kind of check each other in a way. And and at first it was kind of like alarming when we would do this to each other and not in like a necessarily a bad way, but more so like, hang on, like, can I finish? A lot of the times people communicate in a way that, like I said, Caleb and I do sometimes, which is not good, but we're we're speaking to make a point and when you're done with that point you let the other person speak it should flow more naturally and it should be more about listening than it is about this is my point getting a whiteboard out and like you know Mm -hmm. explaining everything you need that person to hear it should be like you know let's stay calm and let's interact with each other and make sure that both of us are listening and not just talking you know what I mean like talking to say your point, letting them talk, and then, and then shutting your down. other point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, like, <laughs> listen and kind of go off of that. And, you know, I think as you... I think I agree with everything you're saying because, like, I also, you know, had a lot of fights in college. And obviously couples fight. And I think it's also a maturity thing. 
It's like, I don't think we were that mature into our relationship yet. Obviously in college, like you're not, you don't, you don't really know how to have mature fights. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know, but I don't think we did until like maybe senior year. I would say maybe, but I think you're right. I think you're just not mature enough to have like a decent conversation. And if you are like, that's amazing. Congrats to you. If you, if you and your partner are able to have a mature argument and conversation about something like bless you. Bless. That's great. Yeah. In college. But now I feel like I'm so much better now because I mean, we live together and we're, you know, adults, (laughs) like we have to have real conversations and I mean, things happen, things come up. You're always going to argue, especially if you live with someone, whether it's a little argument, a big (laughs) argument, like it's going to happen. But I think the way you handle these conversations and, you know, being a little more mature about them and not just, I don't know. I think another thing people do when having, you know, tough conversations or arguments, it's like they'll argue about one thing, but then they'll bring 500 other things up that they like have been thinking about or like pissed them off like a few months ago or like, you know? Yeah. So I think that is also another problem that can, I think, focusing on the issue at hand and resolving right. that. Don't throw gasoline on the fire just to talk about <laughs> your boyfriend's mom for a second. Like, <laughs> don't bring up like something that happened five years ago in an argument. It's just throwing gasoline on the fire. Probably never a good idea. Never. Never a good idea. Yeah. What good will come out of that? I don't know. I think people do it because you think that'll win the argument. But it's like you're just starting another argument within well, an argument. Well, that's another thing, too. It's like winning the argument. Like, it doesn't... I think labeling it as winning, like, that's also unhealthy. Yeah. Because, yeah, back in college or whatever, you're like, oh, I won the argument. <laughs> like, no. It's... I think when you're having these conversations, it's really working toward making you better as a couple. So it's not, no one's particularly winning. It's like you're both working towards, you know, making you both better. But in unhealthy conversations, it's like you want to win. So you'll bring out all these, all these skeletons. Yep, exactly. So what are some tips for communication in a relationship? What if you have like a partner that, doesn't communicate the way that you need them to or like what are some good tips for people that are trying to kind of take their relationship to the next level or actually communicate clearly yeah I think like it almost feels like inception in a way because it's like (laughs) having a conversation about having a conversation but I do think that that's like actually really important and the best relationships I have in my life like friendships my relationship with Caleb with family like a lot of those have gotten better through like literally having a conversation on how to speak with each other. And whether that is, Hey, um, I haven't talked to you in two months. How come we haven't FaceTimed recently? Or, you know, anything that might not seem like a really big deal, but it's that person saying, I need a certain type of communication and you're not giving it to me. Hey, could you call me on Sundays and can we make it a regular thing? Because I don't like when I don't talk to you for a couple weeks and that's okay. And that's that person telling you and reaching out to you and saying, I need more from you. That's a good thing. And I think it's important that people are receptive to those conversations and it doesn't even need to be a talk or whatever you want to call it. It can just be, yeah, you know, I miss you and and I'm okay with doing this, you know, once a week and talking with you because I love you. And even though it's not necessarily 
what I need to know it's a healthy relationship or to like keep this going. I know it's what you need. So we're going to do that. And I think that that's totally okay. Yeah, I agree. I think setting those times to talk to certain people, like my family, like I do Sunday FaceTimes because that's just the easiest thing for all of us. And I think it just makes the communication consistent. But also another tip that I have is to really like, don't take things personally. Like if you aren't getting what you need, don't take it personally because not everything is about you. (laughs) Sometimes people are going through things that you can't see. Like you can't read minds. And if like, if the communication isn't really there and they're not telling you what's wrong, I mean, you're not really going to know what's going on, but don't take it personally. Like if you're not getting the affection that you need, or, you know, if you really need someone to tell you, you know, that you're doing great or all this stuff, if you're not getting that, something could be wrong in their life that they're not telling you. It's not that they hate you and that they're not, you know, they don't want to give it to you. It's like maybe something's going on. So I think for me always, you know, kind of thinking about that when something's kind of off and like not, not thinking everything's about me. Like you, you need to be a little, I don't know, a little more open to thinking that this, this person might be going through something or, why haven't they reached out to me in so long? Like, why am I always the one reaching out to them? Well, maybe they're going through some shit. That's like the biggest thing in any like friendship. I think especially getting into your twenties and like out of college, you don't see these people as much anymore, you know, and you're kind of drifting and, and that's totally natural. And that's going to happen with anyone. You know, you're going to have fewer friends that are really great versus having a lot of friends that, you know, you really don't care about, a lot of them, like, like they're more, I don't know, acquaintances than you realize, I think. So many friendships go through this in your 20s where you, there's always someone who thinks I'm always putting in the effort and they're not, you know, I'm always the one calling and they're never calling. And it's so toxic to have that mindset. And like, I understand where it comes from because there are relationships that I've had where I've put in all of the effort. You're not giving anything back to me and I'm done. And like to a certain extent, yes, protect your like emotions and don't put yourself out there to everyone if they're not giving anything in return, like that's not healthy. But at the same time, like instead of jumping to conclusions, like you said, and like blowing it out of proportion in your mind, like reach out to them and say, hey, do you mind if we talk once a month on Fridays or whatever? Like it doesn't need to be something in your Google calendar, but it needs to be some sort of structure because one of you is putting in all the effort and the other one isn't. So like figuring out a solution to those types of situations I think is really like valuable especially like the age that we are right now. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good tip and another thing another thing that was is definitely big for me is like tone of voice. Like tone <laughs> of voice matters. I don't think most men realize they don't. This. It's like they don't think they're being right. rude, but I can it's see rude. you rolling your eyes. Like I can I can hear your tone of voice and it doesn't sound appealing to me. Right. Tone of voice matters. So, anyone listening, I'm sure you agree. Um that's definitely another tip that I have. And then a few things not to do, like it's just toxic, like silent treatment we don't need to do that anymore. Like it's just helping no one. And you're kind of just like sitting there wallowing in your sadness and it's just, or, or your like anger. 
And it's really not helping anyone. If you have something to say, say it. Figure out a good way to get it across. Not rude. Nice tone of voice. Like, just figure out how to say it and say it. Because sitting in silence does literally nothing for anyone. Yeah. I am curious your thoughts on something. I'm very, like, Caleb and I are very... Actually, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I want to hear yours before. How do you feel about fighting in public? Oh, do you, God. Do you think there are situations where anyone should fight in public? And if there are none, why do you feel this way? Fighting in public makes me so uncomfortable. Like, if I see a couple fighting, I get so uncomfortable. I, there is a time and a place. I, I don't think fighting in public should be done. And if it is, civil. Be civil. Have a conversation. Like, I I'm, I would be traumatized if people... I'm, I, I don't think I could, truly. Like, I personally don't think I could fight in public because I don't want to cause a scene. And, like, I... It's a very private thing. Like, if you're having a conversation that requires an argument, it's private. So why would you want to do that in front of people? Yeah. It, I, it just makes me uncomfortable thinking about it. So... I mean, obviously, people don't have an issue with it because I've seen plenty of people fighting on the streets of NYC, and it is very uncomfortable, very awkward. I hate it, and that's something, like, Caleb and I always, like, were totally (laughs) in agreement on from the get-go is we had friends that would straight-up fight in public at a restaurant or at a bar or, like, out at a sporting event. I don't know, like, we would be in public, and they would just start arguing about, like, very sensitive topics like you said like if it's going to be a full-blown argument it probably isn't appropriate to do in front of your friends or the general population like I don't I don't know I totally agree with you though I feel very passionate about this because I think it's super uncomfortable and unhealthy and I think like there are times when like Caleb and I will be in public and we both know there's a fight brewing and we know both of us like can realize you know we're probably going to argue about this later tonight or in the morning, but we don't like let it ruin our night and we never fight in public. Like if something is so serious that you need to have an argument or conversation, like discussion, whatever you want to call it with your partner, like leave, go home. Yes. Go home. You know, you don't want to like ruin another person's night at like you're at a restaurant and you're just screaming. Like I, that's so awkward so awkward i'm glad we're in agreement (laughs) yeah i could never i could never but i think these are all good takeaways i mean obviously i think it's a work in progress i am consistently learning things about communication i've been dating joe for a while and i think we've learned a lot about each other and about our communication styles and about our needs i think you really need to identify those things from each of you like what do you both need to feel good in the relationship and, yeah, and make sure it's said. Yeah. Like you need to say it because yeah. they can't guess. Yeah. Like if you, you know, really need affection or you really need someone to be really encouraging to you and like tell you, I don't know, I love you every morning. You need to say the things that you need because like I said, they can't read your mind. Right. And if you're uncomfortable asking for those things or if you're uncomfortable having that conversation, like red flag. It's, you it know, should, yeah. it, it, it shouldn't be something that you have to force your partner to do with you. It should be something that's, you're saying, I need this from you. Like, what do you need from me? And make it like a back and forth and, and like try and open up a conversation about how to like 
communicate effectively like you said whatever that means in your relationship but it's definitely important to actually say it and not like give subtle cues or maybe say it once like but but don't remind them like when have you ever been told to do something very specific that you remember to do every day for the rest of your life like no one ever does this so like be prepared to remind them and be prepared to like have bumps along the way but I don't know knowing it'll get better over time is definitely a good feeling well, I think we should end on a positive note because obviously these are all really, really good tips, um, but communication can also be positive. I mean, I think all communication is positive if you're doing it in a healthy way, um, but there's also really good conversations to have that can like really build your future. Obviously, we already had our podcast episode on talking about finance with your significant other, which I think that is a really positive conversation to have. So if you are looking for ways to kind of break the barrier there and like kind of start talking about that with your partner, go listen to the episode. It's, you know, we kind of talk about our struggles and ways that we've kind of overcome this stigma of like talking about money with your partner or with even people in your life because it's, you know, always been kind of a taboo topic. But there's also like, a lot of positive conversations you can have around your future. So planning goals together and figuring out where you want to live one day. I mean, communicating those early, I think, is important because you have something to work towards. Yeah. And I think like something I didn't really we didn't really go over is like being vulnerable in the sense that if you have a conversation with someone and you say like you want something or you think this is the thing to do, whether it's setting a goal, like a financial goal or what neighborhood you want to move to or what city you want to end up in, like, I don't know, be vulnerable and, and know that like it's OK to change your mind. That's it's OK to not have everything set in stone. As long as you're communicating those things, then that's what's most important. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this episode on communication. Please let us know what other topics you would like us to go through. We always are receptive on our Instagram. DM us, hit us up, and let us know what you want us to talk about.